0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, hold us, fill us, and move us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you haven't been here in the last couple weeks, let me fill you in on what happened in my life. Um, About three weeks ago, I went to Denver, Colorado for... um, a, ...the Festival of Homiletics, which is fancy for a preaching conference. And I came back with a souvenir called COVID-19. But I did not know that then. Uh, I was talking to my mother on the phone while I was in the car with, with my wife Stacey... ...and I started coughing a little bit, and they said, well, I hope it's not COVID. <laughs> it's not COVID, it's just, you know, mountain air. The fact that it went from 90 degrees on that Thursday, and then when we left, it was snowing on that Friday... I'm never going to complain about South Carolina weather again, by the way. But, you know, that's what it is, no big deal. Well, I started feeling a little worse that Saturday evening. And so I took an at-home COVID test on Sunday morning. Negative. Good. Go to church, no problem. Uh, Until I was sitting in that chair during the prelude when I get a text from one of the people that I was staying with in Denver that said, hey, I just tested positive for COVID. So, if you recall, I put on a mask, and it was Youth Sunday, and so as soon as I did my part, I was, I was gone, left, and then started feeling worse and worse as the day went on, took another test, again negative, because, you know, three hours doesn't make much of a difference, but I went to the doctor the next day, and sure enough, he said, look, if you test negative, you're not, you've got it, but I didn't test negative, I tested positive, and so yay, COVID again. For the second time in a year and a half. Thank God for the vaccine though, because it wasn't nearly as bad as last time, but I still felt pretty rotten. You know, bad head cold, you know, cough, exhaustion, the whole nine yards. The worst part for me was being totally isolated from my family. That's awful and very, very boring. Um, But, you know, last Sunday I was able to be here. I just couldn't really talk to any of you. But then, Last Monday, I was able to come and I got sprung from my captivity and was able to be around living again. And so on Tuesday, I did what I and uh, I I usually do. Six days a week, Stacy and I go to the gym. And so I went my triumphal return to my workout, and I almost died. It was horrific. You know, because COVID just takes so much out of you and just leaves you just bleh. And if you've ever had it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It just saps your energy. And so all week long, every day at the gym, it was just all I could do to put one foot in front of the other. And let me tell you, folks, I can barely lift my arms or move my legs right now. I am so sore from these workouts. But that's what it did. COVID just took that out of me, you know? And in the last year and a half, look at how much it's taken out of everything. You know, I mean, uh, it it seems like that time period is just missing in our lives. But so much has changed in in that time period, hadn't it? I mean, we're still trying to recover from COVID. Our our economy is shot, you know, because of all the people that lost their jobs and all the money that was poured into helping those folks out and, and folks that weren't able to pay their bills and so everything was put on hold. Well, now that hold has been lifted. And all the folks that weren't able to go to work, um, or, or when the infections rear back up and plants are closed down, there's a shortage of everything. And you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll game blame gas prices on COVID. And everything else is blamed on it anyway. And so you know, all of these things. The economy in this country is wrecked. The economy across the world has is really feeling the effects of COVID nineteen. You know, and oh oh oh, let's not forget the impact that it's had on the church. Oh good gracious. The, i mean do you remember 2019 when people were here i mean and then we had to close down and because there's so many people in the room we had to close down longer than a lot of places did and so you know we started coming back little by little you know we first allowed 25 people you know, we made people sign up because, you know, we, we didn't want to have, you know, we said 25. And what if 50 showed up? 50 never showed up. 25 never showed up. But then we extended it to 50. And then 25 showed up. And then we opened the doors. And, thinking, you know, and every time we expected, like, to open floodgates. And people just come rushing in. Oh, how we've missed church. Oh, my goodness. How did we live without this? But, no, it hasn't happened. And it had happened here. It happened not happened anywhere. On average, church attendance has been down 12% since COVID began. 12%, which for us would mean about 24 people. That's a lot of people. Especially when you consider, you know how it used to be, it meant that everybody went every Sunday. That's what it meant to be active in churches. You you didn't miss a Sunday unless you were sick or out of town. But see, now, now... Uh, active membership in a church is about once a month and so 24 people 24 people a Sunday is not 24 people it's more like 100 And, and so that that's happening here it's happening everywhere what's happened to the church but of course let's be honest it's not like things were going swimmingly before COVID for the church as a whole right I mean, attendance everywhere. Not so much here, but in a lot of churches. And Christianity altogether was in decline. Do you know the most recent survey, for the first time since 1940, less than 50% of Americans claimed uh, church membership. And do you know why, what was going on before 1940? No one does, because they weren't taking the survey before then. So since 1940, when the survey began... Church membership has been over 50% in this country, and now it's less than half. But like I said, it's already headed that way. And, and, and so why is that? Well, there's lots of reasons. I mean, it started, I think, in, in the 80s with church leadership. Remember the televangelists? Jim and Tammy Faye, Jimmy Swaggert, um, Jerry Falwell, all those guys. People loved them. And people could watch church from home. And then those guys did some stuff that, well, wasn't exactly moral, ethical. And so these famous preachers had a fall from grace, damaging people's faith along with it. And then you had the, what was going on in the Roman Catholic Church at the time with, with all the scandal that, that has gone on there. But that's just the one that made the news because, trust me, that same kind of scandal has been going on across the board in every denomination. Church leaders have stepped in a pile of mess, and these are the people that we're supposed to respect, who live out the faith, but they're not, and so it's damaging the faith of the people in the pews. Uh, right now, in in California, there's a bishop who our presiding bishop uh, of the whole ELCA asked to resign, and then it was taken to this bishop's senate assembly. Where it was voted 183 to 138 for the bishop to resign. The only thing about it is the the vote had to be two-thirds majority. Even though the majority of the people voted for the bishop to leave, it didn't matter. The bishop is still in place. And so that's caused the whole world of, of hurt and anger because of the accusations that had already been brought to against this bishop. And that's just one example. That's, it. that's in the church wide. What about all of the damage that's been done to people in regular congregations? Conflict, rejection, mistrust, mishandling of money, uh, and, and just judgmentalism across the board. Less and less people want to put up with it. Less and less people are coming. But overall, culture has shifted, right? We live in a me-centered culture. And how does that fit in with a Christ-centered faith? It's all about what I want. What makes me happy. what The way I think things should be. And so when changes happen within the church, we don't only reject the change. We reject the faith. So more and more is happening. I mean, for a while we've... Blame church attendance on traveling sports teams, right? I mean, heaven forbid people go play baseball or, or soccer on, on Sunday because it never happened when we were kids, did it? I mean, we didn't even mow the yard on Sunday when I was a kid. But now, do we really think that's the problem? I mean, yes, it happens on Sundays. My own family is swept up in it. My child will probably miss three Sundays this year because of, because of playing sports. Is that really having that much of an impact? No. The truth is, it's not a sports problem. It's not a leadership problem. It's a faith problem. We have a faith problem in this country. We have a faith problem in our lives. Because if we didn't, let's be honest, do, do you really think that people would stay away from church when the doors open back up? No. No. Other things just sort of, moved in and took its place and left it behind. And people hadn't even missed it. It's a faith problem. It's a belief problem. The truth is, we just don't get it anymore, do we? God is living and active in this world and we just seem to miss it. But you know something? There's nothing new. It's not new at all. Jesus was in the upper room with his disciples. And and we, we talked about Jesus in the upper room with his disciples last week. He was saying his final prayer. This actually comes before that. And he's teaching his disciples one last time before he's arrested. And so he says, he says to them, In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have gone to tell you that I have... Uh, did I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will take you a- again and to myself. And where I am there, you may be also. And Thomas is like, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Father and I are one. It's a great sermon. Very inspiring. You know, Can you imagine if, if you were sitting there at the feet of Jesus hearing this? So you know what Peter's, uh, Philip's response is? Um, Jesus, uh, I tell you what, could you, could you show us the Father just so, so we know where the Father is? We won't ask for anything else. Just, just show us the Father. Oh, Philip, you've been with me all this time and you still don't get it? You still don't understand? I've told you over and over and over again, I'm in the Father, the Father is in me. You've seen what I've done, you've heard what I've said. Don't you understand? When when the works, I mean, hello. But look, if you still don't believe what I'm saying, at least believe my works. You've seen what I can do, right? I mean, I changed water into wine. Had you ever seen anybody do that before? I've raised people from the dead. I have, you know, given sight to the blind. I have given, I've healed lepers. You know, I walked on water that one time. You remember that, right? So if you don't believe me, at least believe what you've seen me do. If that's not proof that the Father is in me, I don't know what is. But then Jesus goes on to say something else. And if you believe in me, you'll be able to do these same works. No, 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 no. You'll be able to do greater works than these. Because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And and, and he will teach you in all truth. And that Holy Spirit will, will guide you and speak to you. You won't ever be alone. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, here you got... Jesus with the disciples. The guys that are supposed to know everything. And they still don't get it. And, and you think we have dark times now? Those times were pretty dark for them too, right? I mean, Jesus was about to be arrested. He was arrested within hours. But then as, as we move on with to, to what, what happened in the book of Acts in our first reading. Jesus had been raised from the dead. Wonderful. That's great. That's great. But now he's also ascended into heaven. And so once again, they're left alone. And they've been charged with doing all this stuff. And they don't have a clue of what they're supposed to do. So they're once again locked all the in a room. Wondering what to do. But then the Holy Spirit showed up. See, we have this tendency to, to look at all of the bad that's going on. All the horrific things that that's happened in the church over the last several years, and the direction things are going in, and and we're so worried that oh my goodness, you know, we're not going to have people, we're not going to have money, we're not going to have this, we're not, and we're forgetting something very, very important. It ain't all up to us. Today we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that came into the world at Pentecost, the Spirit that comes into our lives at baptism. The Spirit is here, alive and well, moving and active in our lives, in the life of Pisgah and in the life of the world. We're just missing it. We're just not seeing it. And so what I I strongly encourage you to do, my friends, is to look for it. Look and see what the Spirit is doing in your life. Because... It's there. Look at, I mean, look, in this place right now. Yes, church attendance is down slightly. We do, we're doing better than others. But you know what? Were it not for what happened with COVID, we wouldn't have John Richardson sitting back there live streaming this service. We've got shut-ins who can't make it out to church who can now watch it live. Or or they'll get a, a DVD every single week. People, while we're not having as many people in here, we probably have more when you consider all the people that are at home watching. Some of them aren't even in this state watching this worship service. Worshiping the risen Lord together. What's more? We have new ministries happening here. Just last night, 14 of us gathered for for dinner to to get to know each other better and and to to share laughter and food. And then we went and saw the new Top Gun movie. And if you had not seen the new Top Gun movie, you need to go see the new Top Gun movie. (laughs) But all of these things are the spirit moving and active. Right now, this congregation is in consultation and and talking with the folks at St. John's. Who would have thought that two congregations that are competing against each other actually might talk about doing ministry together? Folks, that's the Holy Spirit in action. Yes, there may be some dark times. Yes, it's not what it used to be back in the 1950s when everybody on every street corner went to church. But make no mistake, the Holy Spirit is still here. The Holy Spirit is still active, and you and I are still fueled to go out and light that world on fire. There's so many things that we can celebrate. I mean, and, and yeah, things aren't perfect. There's things need to be fixed. but And you and I need to still work on that faith. I mean, that's what the six signs of living are all about. We talked about it last week. I'll mention it again today. Yes, praise God, increase faith, step up, give generously, accept all, help others. Feel that Holy Spirit lighting your life on fire. And if you you hadn't perfected all six of those, don't worry about it. Just start with one. Just start with one today, okay? Today, I'm going to praise God a little bit differently. I'm going to step up. I'm going to increase my faith. I'm going to show up to Bible study this week. Do something and let that Spirit burn within you. So pay attention to God in your life. Talk about it at night. When you sit down at the table, say, where did you see God today? Or you can write it down in a diary or something. Just notice the presence of God and practice your faith. Because, see, when we're all doing that together, Jesus said that we are going to do greater works than he did. Imagine that. My friends, the Spirit is here. The Spirit is blowing through this place and through this world lighting people on fire for Christ. Let that same risen Lord burn in your hearts so that you can share that flame with the world. Amen.